0: Oh, they've done it! Steven could, Carada! Could, and he's the hero! Could, Can you believe could, this?
1: Blau und Weiß, ein Lieben lang. Hello, Leute, willkommen zum Einzigen Schalker Podcast auf Englisch. That's right, folks, officially the world's only English Schalker Podcast. This is episode 135 Shock America. I'm your host, Richard Carman. Joining me, as always, co-host Jack Mangan. Happy Victory Monday,
0: sir. Another one. Back Another one. Victory Monday again. Um, for the last five now as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, thing, things uh, of late certainly a little bit better in terms of the uh, the points total that we're hauling in.
1: I am uh, drinking Bulter's official beer, Angry Orchard. Mister <laughs> Always an Angry Tall Man. So, <laughs> uh, it's not a celebratory mood, right? Um, this win is better than the last win in terms of how we feel. I think. Uh, would you not agree? In terms of what, oh, that,
0: that, I, that's a good, that's an interesting way to start off. Let's talk about that. So, yeah. um, I guess what I would say is this is exactly the kind of result that you would have wanted to see us uh, get ultimately, because we're talking about an English team that's sitting bottom of the table. I think what conceded like 20 goals through their first eight matches prior to this one, something yeah. along those lines. Um, so very much an opponent that we went into this game, you know, feeling like we definitely need to get a, a result and probably a pretty comprehensive one. And so to walk out with a three, 0 I think is, was what we expected. Um, and I also feel like there's still, you know, it depends on how, I mean, What's your overall opinion? Because I feel like there's still a lot of people that after that, after that match um, are saying, hey, it's still a lot of more of the same. It's set pieces. It's Tirada. Um, and in possession, there's still a lot of work to do uh, going forward.
1: I would be part of that people, part of that grouping. Um, I think this performance is better than the last one. Absolutely. I, I think the last game, we looked very poor overall. Look at statistics. I mean, it was very heavy foul game in that one. Uh, not many shots to go about. It wasn't great overall. Uh, this game, we had a lot of possession. Um, still need some work in the final third, but set pieces we we did well. Obviously, Tiroto scored. Iden, what can you say more about him? But um, still, a room for a lot of improvement. You know, I, I talk about it a lot during the, during the watch along is that we had a lot of possession. Great, but what are we doing with it? Nothing. We're just playing. To be fair, Ingolstadt, and we'll get to get to this in the game, but they're very they're dropped back the whole time. They're parking the bus. And so we were trying to draw them out by playing it back and forth between the defense and the midfield. So, it's better. It's not there yet, and I think uh, we still have a ways to go to get where we want to go. But sitting fourth in the table, uh, not a bad place to be. And obviously, it's better than last week. So,
0: yeah, for sure. And ultimately, it's it's a clean sheet to celebrate, and those have been you know few and far between over the last couple of years, especially. So to have a game where it's uh, happening for us on both ends of the pitch is always is always nice.
1: It is, it is. Uh, But before we get to the happiness and the joy, there's a little bit of controversy I think we need to talk about, and and in particular, the goalkeeping situation, Jack. Um, Obviously, the last two weeks, Mr. Frazzle has been starting in net. Uh, Fairman has been dropped inexplicably. Um, It hasn't taken too kindly to some of the players. Obviously, the fans have their voice, but the players not necessarily have been as happy. Uh, What have you heard uh, that's been going on off the pitch?
0: Yeah just over the last week there's just some whispers kind of going around that um the goalkeeper move wasn't explained in great detail internally to the rest of the team uh so there wasn't like a lot of justification or conversation around it um and that potentially you know at least several members of the team aren't particularly thrilled uh, about about the change and I thought it was interesting and and notable uh that uh when Marius Bolter scored uh early into this match, and we'll talk about that goal in in a few minutes, um, that he basically ran, you know, all the way back to the midfield line, kind of where the benches are, directly to Ralph Fairman and kind of embraced him, which was an interesting move to go and celebrate with your goalkeeper who's not in the game. It's just a strange I mean, it's it seemed like a very kind of of intentional yeah, like a very intentional like kind of act. So um yeah, I just thought I just thought it was noteworthy. And I mean it, yeah, I mean I mean you would you would hope that somebody like Fairman who's been at the club as long as he is, who's a veteran, uh, would be respected and would be kind of a big locker room guy, so to speak. Um and uh, yeah, I just thought it was interesting and and something to, you know, comment on Would you how, how did you uh how did you feel about seeing that?
1: Yeah, well, before I we get to my, my my thoughts on this, uh for those who are joining us on Facebook Live tonight, congratulations, the world has not ended. I see someone liked it already, so that's good. We're there. So anyway. Back to the the,
0: the no no disrespect to our Facebook viewers, but I'm I'm pretty sure we would have been like okay with Facebook being down for a little bit longer.
1: Yeah, we just recorded ourselves an update later, right? It doesn't matter. No, it's, it's all good. Um, but yeah, back to Fairman, you know, he's very much an influential player in the locker room. Um, and like you said, many of the players spoke up feeling like, hey, we didn't really get any answers. We talked about this last episode, how you know it's one thing if he fair he Fairman actually had a poor game. I've uh, been dropping stuff several games in a row, cost us the game. He maybe played a little poorly, but he did he didn't cost us the game at all. Um necessarily. It was it was the whole team effort in the, in the game that they're referencing. But no explanation. There's no injury, no real reason, other than hey, you we want to try this frazzle kid who's who's good by the way. Yeah, he's great with his feet. But you know, there was no real explanation there. And to do it to a legend as Farrell Fairman, it's really unfair. And obviously this team spoke up because of it. Um, it's not quite the situation we had last year with, uh, with Christian Gross and a bunch of the guys, uh, you know, pretty much um, having a mutiny against the coach. It's not that. But, they're, you know, it was obvious with that goal from Boulter going right to Fairman and hugging him that, look, look, this is our boy. You're messing with him. And when you mess with him, you mess with us. Uh, obviously Fairman is a leader in the locker room. Toroda is, you know, the captain when and Fairman's not out there, but Fairman is obviously a big figure in the locker room and you know you can't expect nothing no uh, no repercussions for messing with one of the influential players. We've seen this in all kinds of football um locker rooms where you mess with an influential player has a dramatic effect on the team. It can be good and bad, right? The team could rally around like it's like Schalke apparently did against Ingolstadt or gonna have an adverse effect. But we saw last year with Schalke and the whole team just goes to shit. So uh, hopefully it's still on the up and up um, good result. Uh, but yeah, it's an interesting decision between uh Gramozzi's dropping fairman for Frazzle. Luckily Frazzle has been working out.
0: It, it puts him in a difficult position, too. Like, you wonder how his psychology is, uh, you know, the number 30 in goal, just seeing... His own player score that, and then run to the guy who's not on the pitch, who whose job he just kind of took in terms of his starting responsibilities. Um, That's got to be an awkward thing to see happen, and and you wonder, you know, how how he's going to deal with that, whether that's going to affect him going forward. This is kind of one of the things we talked about too: is just sometimes when you make these like swaps mid-season, somewhat prematurely, it just kind of puts everyone on edge, and it makes it really difficult to settle and have confidence. That's not to say that you know Martin hasn't done a good job early on into these first couple games; he's looked pretty good for the most part. Um, you know, didn't have as much to do in this one against English Stott, By the way, of yeah. like clear cut chances mm-hmm. as he did yeah. uh, in the match previous, but um, still, yeah, it just it's just it awkward and it seems like kind of avoidable and it wasn't necessary.
1: Excuse me, beer's getting to me now. Um, yeah, you know, the, I wonder maybe their relationship with Frozzle and Fairman is there. We noticed after the first game where Frazil won, they were next to each other in the locker when they were holding up Longers' jersey. Uh, so you maybe you know maybe he you know after the decision was made, you know, he goes to Fairman. is I was like, look, you know, I had nothing to do with this. I support hundred percent but, you know, because he picked me, I'm going to play, you know. So, you know, just let you know I'm, I'm on your side. So maybe he was happy for him. Maybe, you know, he's just doing what he can to make sure he keeps playing, uh, but also, you know, supports uh, one of his teammates who's, you know, highly influential on the team. So, yeah, it's, it's a tough, tough position for Frazzle for sure because uh, you hear a lot of good things about him. He's obviously a decent goalkeeper, uh, but to put in a situation like that with a club legend is never easy. Um, I know we we've, we've seen similar things in the past with Hovidis and some other players, you know, who kind of got maligned by the team and 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 pushed to the side. So we'll see how this transpires, but hopefully, so far it hasn't affected the team too much. Um, we can't blame the performances on on this. It, it's been they've been playing this way for a while. So um, yeah, let's see how it goes. But it was certainly an interesting move, especially with the celebration by Bolter. I think uh, after his goal. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. As long as you get results like this and there's not significant mistakes by, you know, Frazzle, it's it's going to become a non story very quickly because people aren't simply just going to, they're just not going to care. They're not going to be invested in it if uh, there's nothing on the pitch that makes them kind of want to revert. So,
1: yeah, we got a, a comment here. It says, uh, not really a Fairman fan, but as of now, I don't really see a Frazzle as an improvement. Several small errors, some long passes in the ranks to the up opponent, which I agree. Strong reaction, similar to Raul for me. Yeah, I think the only difference really. Is he's better with his feet? That's really the, that's about it. And Fairman obviously uh, can bring a lot just from his character and his personality. But uh, yeah, it's it's like I said, it's not a drop off. But it's not like oh we had this is like a superstar that we had to bring in because you know why not? It's two comparable guys, and so at least we're not losing anything with uh, dropping Fairman. But obviously with the locker room implication, it could have a big impact depending on how people react. So. Well, let's. Uh, it's Victory Monday. Let's get into the game, Jack. Um, let's get into the starting 11. And that's the wrong screen that I look great way to start here. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, first for the home team, that would be us Frazzle and net. Obviously, we've been talking about it all, all podcast so far. Back three, similar back three Tiao, Itakura, and Kaminsky. Flick would be in the holding position. Uh, then you had Iden on the right. Um, Ovian on the left, and then Salazar, Drexler uh, in the middle, uh, along with Flick, and then obviously Tarota and Bolter up top. Um, Flick back into the starting 11, Jack. Um, This is more of a necessity than anything else because Valtors, I think, picked up an injury, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, But thoughts on the starting 11?
0: Did did actually – I don't know. I I may have missed that, the injury news. That that could have been interesting. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think you and I – Uh, Are always going to be intrigued by seeing one of these younger guys get another opportunity Uh, flick mixed returns early in the season, but somebody that we liked uh, last year. And, you know, part of part of the conversation around those mixed early returns is positionally where he was being played. And I think you and I have always maintained that, you know, he should be basically a number six um, and offers some things uh, in possession from that position. Uh, that uh, potentially some other people don't. Um, not that like Paulson is like super poor in that regard or anything, but that's just kind of where we see Flick's value. We just haven't had many games early on where he's been able to really affect play in that way and kind of showcase those skills, which is what we had so- seen a glimpse of uh, late last season uh, prior to the relegation. So yeah, it was was it was excited to see what he would produce. In this one. And then beyond that, it's it's basically kind of what you expect. Once again, Toronto both are up top. Uh, Drexler and Salazar centrally, who I think are going to be that that pair centrally. Um, yeah. Those are definitely yeah. the first choice guys there. And then Iden once again, um, which I think you and I are, once again, totally fine with, as we had yes. said. Um, I mean... Certainly at replacement level uh, for Cherlenov early on and then, uh, you know, kind of exceeded expectations to some extent last week and, and put in another really good performance this week. So, I, I mean, I think it's safe to say, um, barring some sort of weird drop off and inconsistency that you can sometimes see in a young player that uh, I didn't kind of may have very rapidly actually put himself in the starting position going forward.
1: Yeah, and it's funny uh during the, if you know if you have if you're not following us during the live streams during the watch alongs for the Shaka games you should uh, cuz we sometimes engage in a very really good conversation and one of the conversations in particular was about the right wing position that Iden Cherlenov Mr. Timo Becker who we haven't seen much this seasons so we were talking about about that uh and you know while you know like Jack and I were big fans of Timo Becker at present, where would he fit in the lineup? Right, the back three seems pretty good right now. Itakura has been playing amazing lately, especially this last game. Tiao as well, Kaminsky's been solid. So, where would Becker fit in the back three? And then the next thing you're thinking, okay, he's gonna play on the wing. But Chirlinov is pretty good offensively, this doesn't he's lacking defensively. Iden's what we've seen so far is good offensively and defensively in possession. He's he's doing the job right now. It looks like it's his position possibly. Uh, and then you know, it, it's probably Becker over Ranfeld, but. Um, it's a tough call for for Timo Becker. You know, it's a guy who I definitely will not see more after the season he had last year, but I don't know where he would fit in the lineup right now, Jack. Um, Obviously, you mentioned Drexler and Salazar in the middle. Becker doesn't even play that position anyway. If he plays anywhere in the middle, it's going to be in Flick's position, but obviously, you know, with Latsa coming back, that's going to probably be his position again, and Voucher's did decent last week. Um, Do you see a place for Becker in this team outside of, you know, dies dep- in for one of the back three?
0: Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I think I think part of it is that we, we just haven't seen enough of him this season to know whether or not he actually deserves to be in the starting lineup, whether his play would merit that. I mean, we know what he looked like kind of at a Bundesliga level, which was, as we have repeatedly said on this podcast, along with Malik Chow, one of our better players, one of our more competent and consistent players last year. So you would imagine that if he was playing at that level, that would – continue in the second division as it has for Malik Chow. I mean, like he hasn't been on and he once again, rock solid as he typically is. Um So it's interesting that he's been, you know, kind of falling out of favor here. Um But yeah, I mean, given how things have been over the last, you know, five, six games or so, um, you know, after the first couple, uh, once some things have started sort of settling down to some extent. um, Yeah. I don't see him in the back line taking anyone's spot necessarily. And, um, you know as far as like wing back role goes i don't know if that's his best position you could put him there but i mean he's certainly not gonna i, I mean I, yeah i don't know if, if it was a back 4 maybe um especially if you wanted a little bit more physicality in, yeah. in that position because iden is slightly undersized and you know and, and is you know so becker might you know, match up favorably against certain types of opponents. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think, I think it's interesting. He's randomly, it's, I think most of us looking at the team would be like, yeah, it's actually okay at the moment that he's probably not involved. Would you agree?
1: I would agree. I would agree. I think if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. And I think of all the pieces right now, we actually got a pretty good idea of who the certain 11 should be. And they and they're playing well enough. I mean, obviously over is playing perfect on the left-hand side. You know, the back three are playing very well. Uh, you know, I, I kept saying, well, maybe put him in the back three, but the way Itakura played the last game, did you hear every time he made a tackle or stole the ball, the crowd erupted. They loving this guy. And Tiao is obviously fantastic. He's, you know, one of the vice captains. And Kaminsky, his passing ability is just it's it's so effective when we try to get when we try to get down the left hand side. So um, yeah, I mean, at the moment, I, I'm gonna, I'm with you. I say just uh, keep him to the sideline unless I mean, there's injury or something.
0: Doesn't that make you feel good about where we are at the moment, though? Um, at yeah. least from a, a depth perspective, in the sense yes. that we have Timo Becker if we need him, but we also have um, you know, Silly Sine who can come yeah. back into the back three.
1: Forgot about uh, that guy,
0: yeah, and we're already we're already like reasonably happy with. I mean, Kaminsky's been a pleasant surprise. I, I think there's an argument to be made that he's maybe been like defensively the weakest of, of those three, but has had, yeah. it's been fine. He hasn't been bad and no. has, has done some nice things also in possession at times. Um, But like, yeah, the fact you can add sleeve sine in there. And then the fact that as far as that midfield three goes, technically in terms of how we started the season, you have two starters that are injured or, or, or suspended. Sorry, Palestine through the red card and then, and then Danny lots the injury. Now do, do Danny Lotza and Paulson kind of walk back in? I think Paulson probably does for the time being because I don't think they're convinced about who plays the six. Like, I don't think they're going to give it to Flick. But yeah, uh, yeah, it, it makes you, there are a couple guys that, you know, could reasonably jump back in the starting 11 that it definitely makes you feel good about our depth going forward for the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, the only place really lacking in depth at the moment is the striker position, especially with Hoppy leaving uh, at the end of the transfer window. So that's really the one place I would say. And honestly, you could probably put Trelaine off there as a second striker um you know maybe you put bolter up top if you want to rest toronto or you know if you rest bolter trillinoff can jump in there or even salazar who knows so yeah it's not we had some good depth overall i think and obviously goalkeeper we do too so um yeah i am happy with the starting 11. um the big thing for me going into this game is not that i'm worried about english stock because we saw the record coming in but because of that record they got a new manager andre schubert anytime a team gets a new manager it tends to uh, uplift the team a little bit, and they play above expectations. And that was my worry that that was going to happen. Uh, we'll go through the lineup real quick because that's about as all we're going to talk about them in this game. Um, in goal, Bunlit, or Buntic, excuse me. He played. He put okay. Uh, back four of Gebauer, Antotich, uh, Roseler, and Franke. Uh, two pivots of uh, Prisinger and Linsmayer, and then uh, attacking trio of Eckert, Schmidt, and Bibilia, uh, led by Kuchka. Uh, overall. This team was um, lacking, I think. Uh, we saw this throughout the match, but there wasn't really a you know, couple couple glimpses of attacks. But overall, they're hurting a lot. And I, you can see why they've been struggling and giving up so many goals this season, Jack.
0: Yeah, I thought Kuchke and Ayensa on the right-hand side um, did did reasonably well. But yeah, there was, there was not not a whole lot of uh, standout performances in this one. Struggled to create clear-cut chances. I mean, the chances they did have, um, yeah, they, they weren't. When you look back at them, super dangerous, super direct, forcing our keepers into keeper. There's not multiple goalkeepers, sorry. Uh, Forcing our keeper into um, big time saves consistently. Uh, So uh, yeah, I mean you can you can yeah definitely see why they uh, potentially needed the change at the helm and uh, been a struggle for them. Didn't get any easier against us.
1: Every time I hear somebody say big time, I go big time, big time. Anyway. Enough of that. Um, <laughs> so, really, the first 20 minutes of the game, we, we weren't sure how the team was going to come out. And it looked like, it, didn't look like it, it definitely was. We were dominating in terms of possession. We had all the ball pretty much. They had a couple couple glimpses here and there, but they kept giving it to us. Uh, the press in the game is what I'm going to rail about in this, or are going to be happy about it because every time we press, we cause a turnover in this game, it seemed like. Um, and it, it continued from the beginning of the game to the end of the game. So we caused turnovers, got kept possession, uh, but we weren't really creating any chances, and it wasn't for the first 20 minutes. There's really no honest really chances. A tarota had a chance really early on um, to get a goal, uh, but really it was nothing to speak about until 24th minute. Out of the blue, uh, Bolter in no man's land takes a shot from distance. I thought it was Drexler because how far back he was. Takes a shot, scores past the keeper keeper in my opinion probably should have had a good goal by bolter we talked about we need to see him score some goals good for him even you could tell even when he's happy he was he looked angry right uh, He was going to run his run over to pharrell fairman but uh yeah uh thoughts on the goal and in my opinion coming out of the blue really
0: yeah you know it came from uh this is kind of zalazar initially getting into kind of a dangerous area and that's Part of the problem with our with our system early on in the season is just that we don't involve sort of those dual eights, if you want to call them that, however you want to label those two central midfielders. Um, we don't build centrally through them and involve them enough. It's just the center backs passing out to one of the wing backs and back and forth and that kind of cul de sacking Um So some of the moments of danger actually came when we were able to involve those guys. But anyway, um, yeah, but it, it looked like maybe Solidstar, when he received it, had a chance to kind of turn and, and drive into the box, and he kind of didn't and laid it off to Bolter, who wasn't in a particularly good position and he was kind of caught sort of flat footed stationary and he kind of squared it up to shoot. And you're like, there's not really a whole lot on here. Like there's not a great angle. It's from deep. There's a defender in front of him, Um, and he somehow got it past the first defender and just kind of like dragged it low across the ground and to his credit right into the corner. And he beat the keepers perfectly placed. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, like hit with a ton of power or anything. And like I said, it was, you know, kind of daisy cutter on the ground. Um, but, uh, yeah, really well done. And, and, uh, Props to him because you know the last couple of weeks we talked about him hadn't uh not being as effective as we had seen early in the season, how we needed that. Um and uh good for him early on to get that uh to get that goal. And then obviously as we talked about runs runs and celebrates with uh with Fairman.
1: I think it was interesting that on this goal, all three goal scorers touched the ball. Uh, so you saw a give-and-go between Iden and Taroda, which was great on the right-hand side. And ultimately, Iden found Salazar, Salazar. Salazar turned around, slid right over to uh, Boulter, like you said, and he went and scored that goal. So it was a good play that kind of led up to it. But it really, it came out of nowhere because up to that point, we had created no opportunities. Um, and as happy as we were for that goal and to be up, uh, up in the game after such a slow start in terms of cr- chances created... Uh, we all knew we wanted to see another goal. Um, we were begging for it almost because you know these one-goal leads are never good for us. And doesn't matter how bad the port other opposition is playing, if it's close, it's there's a chance that they can come back. Look at the Eisberg-Alf match, right, where they we we pretty much you know ahead in the whole game, they tied it with 85th, 86 minutes. So uh, go into halftime by that scoreline. I wasn't I wasn't terribly terribly impressed. I mean, I did like the possession. We were keeping the ball away from them, but we weren't really doing anything. And I think part of it, and I alluded to this earlier, is that English we were playing. They're basically parking the bus. Eleven guys behind the ball, really, um, and it seemed like we were passing back and forth specifically between the, the center backs, just trying to draw them out. Even Frosel when they passed it back to Frosel, he was just waiting there for guys to come at him just to get him out of their shell. So, and that's part of it. But if you want to be a good team, you have to be able to break this you know, those situations down. And I didn't, I didn't feel shocked we we're doing that. And that was my one big gripe for the first half. What about you?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it definitely seems like we need to come up with a few new, you know, kind of pre-orchestrated sequences for those sorts of situations. Um, you know, some some pre-planned moves. Um, you know, interchanging of players so that we're not just kind of in that that sort of static. Um, shape and possession and kind of doing the same things as we talked about just the center back out to a wing back and then back and you know nothing happening um so yeah but i mean yeah overall english dot not super dangerous in the first half and so yeah maybe we uh, left a little bit to be desired a little bit underwhelming on our end of things but you do go into the the halftime with the one goal lead and uh uh you know certainly could be worse
1: yeah could be worse because you could be uh playing Darmstadt this weekend who won like <laughs> six to one six nothing something crazy like that so as
0: we're watching because like those games were taking place simultaneously uh, yeah and, and it's just like like the score would go up would be like three one and then like 30 seconds later it's like four one and then two minutes later it's five one and then it's six one i mean whatever the score ended up being I, I did stop at six i think it was six and, right
1: yeah six and you're watching yeah, the feed you keep hearing a
0: ding every time the goal score yeah. go, Ding. you're like what again yeah it's like oh it's was, it was crazy it was incredible yeah it just kept being the same match
1: so uh yeah one uh, nothing at, at halftime. Um, coming out of the break, uh, we were there, – there's there's like a five-minute stretch where English shot really came on. It came out of nowhere, really. They had done nothing all game long, but all of a sudden this five-minute stretch, there was continuous pressure, wave after wave in our zone. We were pinned back. There was a moment where the ball comes down the left-wing side. They cross it in the middle. Their striker was right there. Frazil, to his credit, was right there and, and made the save. Um, and that was a big save for us because it ultimately – um, as the, as, the, as that wave kind of ended, we kind of went through that, uh, the ups and downs of that. We ended up regaining control of the ball. Uh, eventually, we go back down to their end. We get a set piece, uh, and we're all looking for Toronto, maybe Boulter, one of the big guys down there, right? You're not looking for the smallest guy on the pitch, then, But you know, the corner comes in, Iden kind of like steps back and does this whole Ralph Macho thing, karate kick thing, and boom, a sensational goal, Jack. Uh, I, I, we were talking about that. We were both like laughing and celebrating at the same time. It was just a ridiculous goal that you did not expect.
0: Yeah. I wasn't, in, I wasn't in the live stream with you, but, uh, yeah, it sounds like we both had the same reaction anyway. As I said on Twitter, the karate kid, I mean like great goal, but at the same time, like what on earth was that finish? Like it was, I was, oh, yeah I was laughing and like celebrating it simultaneously. Cause you're just like trying to wrap your head around like how he even approached that shot the way that he did. But, um, yeah. He kind of snuck into this pocket of space and no one really picked him up. And it was, um, you know, a, something of a high, like what, like chest height, almost sort of ball. And he, he didn't, he was kind of caught in this weird position where he didn't know if to head it or whatever. And yeah. He just, he gets both feet off the ground and does this weird, like, yeah, karate scissor kick thing, volley and kind of hits it off like the right side of his right foot. Um and, and, you know, gets a hold of one and gets it past the keeper. Uh, incredible goal. So, you know, two weeks in a row now with with direct goal involvement, um, which is pretty impressive and pretty, uh, pretty useful to have from your right wing back, particularly when you when you uh, take into consideration how good and consistent Oweon's been. On the yeah. left-hand side, the one who played that ball in, by the way, another assist for him this season. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna end up with more assists than Calajuri, like by the end of the yeah. season, probably. Yeah. If we're being yeah. honest, like you know, some of those good seasons that that you got Toronto, had, that's more than likely, like, right? Well, I mean, that <laughs> certainly helps. Um, but I mean, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, like, so if you can already have that kind of consistency, we we're kind of wondering, all right, is it Cherlinov? Like, who's gonna be the guy on the right-hand side of the field? It's gonna in like last couple games. I mean, you got to be real pleased with that kind of production uh, creatively, especially because as we continuously said, there hasn't been enough centrally going on. You need somebody else to pick. Up that slack, so yeah. yeah, really impressive from him, man.
1: Yeah, and that was a sensational goal that none of us really expected to come. Uh, we obviously had the same reaction, and a lot of people were just going crazy when they saw this goal. And it wasn't it was like the best place shot, but it was so powerful. The goal it couldn't it couldn't stop it at all. Uh, and you watching the the Nord curve after the goal, I mean, they were just going nuts. Uh, well, it was a great goal. I mean, with, that's probably one of the best.
0: Goals His silhouette seen. has so to be the new up. like Bundesliga two logo. Yes, got to get that. Yes, silhouette yes, to, yeah, yes,
1: yeah, yeah. yes. If I was any good with uh, you know graphic, graphic work like that, I'd probably do that. But I can't. So, um, but maybe I can find someone. Let's see. Uh, Ryan says here, uh, why is where, I lost my mouse? There it is. Ryan says, man, I can't see this past the three, five, two anymore. We really need to, are, to get our midfielders more into the game. Yeah, no, we and we talked about uh, the last episode or the episode before where we need someone to kind of step up and be the offensive midfielder that we're looking for to create those opportunities. Right now, we're really relying on the two wingbacks, right? Aidan in this moment and Ovian
0: on the left and what i would say though is like i i do think that like drexler both drexler and Zalazar the last two weeks have had very good games um and, and they've done they've done well and actually i mean like Zalazar had multiple really nice balls in this game that not, neither of them came off but like where he created opportunities with a nice through ball and and once he kind of got into space and was able to take somebody on the dribble initially and uh you just wish we could find something uh you know from a system standpoint uh from what we're doing in possession, that the Gramates can manipulate to get the ball into those players' feet a little bit more consistently, and, and it just seems like they're taken out of the equation in possession so often. And everything that we're trying to do is kind of bypassing them. So, I mean, f- what I did see of them in this game, I liked a lot, and they're also doing a lot of the hard yards and everything. It's just I think we need to find a way to get them involved in the game a little bit more and in like better areas more consistently, if that makes sense.
1: It does, and I think it's like we're trying almost too hard to be tiki-taka Barcelona from, you know, the Messi days um, where we just pass, pass, pass around, lull you to sleep, and then and go for the jugular. We do the pass, 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 but we don't really create any opportunities. I think that's the big thing we're missing at the moment is creating these chances with the possession, you know. Yeah, it's great to do the direct pass or to get the counter every now and then, but when you have the ball... You really want to create some opportunities with the possession, not just pass it around and hope you know hope for the best, hope for a turnover from press or something like we saw in this match. So yeah, there's still much to be uh, to be done there in the midfield. But I think you know, like you mentioned, Drexler and the Salazar have been playing better the last two games. They both have their opportunity. I mean, we'll get to Drexler in a minute because what he did was brilliant on the on the third one. But you know, just being involved in the offensive end, a lot. Of, we've seen a lot of guys who are passive and then don't push up. At least structure's been pushing up with Salazar, so you know that that'll help out as well as well with the wingbacks cutting in and doing their thing. So it's a work in progress. Like like I said on the on the watch along, you know, it's better to be the situation we're at right now in fourth place, three points behind uh, Saint Pauli. And then, you know, get hot to the end of the season and then really be a chance to like start pulling away from teams as opposed to being really hot now, like Regensburg and maybe dropping off and then struggling to finish out the season, you know. So yeah, I mean exactly.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I said, four of the last five have been wins and, and now suddenly we find ourselves going into this international break um in in fourth place, which is significantly better than where I kind of thought we would be at this point and, and where we kind of had been most of the time. Um so if we can keep that going, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be big for sure. Let's see what Glenn has to say here.
1: So Glenn says, you know, it'll be interesting what we look like when Latsa comes back in the squad. And so my question to the chat is, once Lotta comes back, once Paulson is back, who would you rather start in that middle? I mean, if you had all your choices there, Paulson is he come back right in? Is it Lotta? Like you know, we were talking about maybe Paulson jumps right back in, but maybe it's Lotta, maybe it's Valters, maybe it's Flick, maybe we go to youngster. You know, I'm curious who the chat wants to see, but I think for me, Paulson probably deserves it at the moment. Uh, not to discredit lots at all. He's a team captain and he did good. He did well. You no, know, the well,
0: couple ga- let's, talk games about, let's talk about, let's talk about flick for a second. Did you like what you saw from him in this one? Because I liked what I saw from him, especially better than the last yes. uh, year. And I, I think this was probably the first time this season where we really saw um, a, a, an actual performance from him. We were like, okay, that's what we think he can bring to the side. And if we can kind of maximize that, then it's an actual thing to consider because that part of his game, I do feel like is is an improvement over, over Paulson to extent.
1: I think when all the midfielders are playing at their best, including flick what we saw last year, he's the best tackler of the group. And I think that's what we want to see You know, brought with whatever else that we saw from this last game with the possession, with the passing um, can help out defensively as well. Uh, he has the potential to be that guy, but he's not right there. He, the game, this past game was better than the one before that. It's an improvement. It's his best game of the season probably so far, um, but he saw his ways to go you know, and, he needs the pitch time to do that. Maybe he comes off as a sub, or I don't know. We'll see what Grimaldi does. But in um, and, and the long run, it's going to be flick. But right now, I think in the short term, you're probably going to go with with Paulson or maybe lots, I guess. So it's, it's a good, it's a good, good, good argument to have. Good, good, uh, good choices to you know to to have at your disposal with with, with what Chalk has at the moment. So um, we got the goal up to nothing. Great. We're sitting. We're sitting very happy. Um, we knew that Mister Tarota was still. One goal from tying the record, two from breaking it. Uh, and you knew they were trying to feed him. They were trying to feed him all game long. Uh, had some several opportunities. But finally, um, through some fantastic pressing between Ovion and, and Boulter, uh, they did a little give and go with each other. Boulter finds Drexler, who, who, who by all credit could have taken a shot. He was wide open. He had the angle. He could have shot. Anybody else probably would have shot. It was Boulter he would have shot. Uh, but – what does he do? Find Toroto, who's unmarked somehow. Everyone's looking at Drexler because it looks like he's in prime spot. Slides it over to Toroto. Toroto's not going to miss that. Ties the record with that goal. Uh, just a wonderful play, in my opinion, Jack, because the press is what caused that goal, the turnover, the quick passing between Ovion and Boulter to, to Drexler. And then Drexler with the heads up to find Toroto there.
0: I mean, how good is Toronto, man? I mean, just the best player. Just to just to piss everyone off, it's annoying about how much attention he's getting. No, that that goal very much uh, one of the easier ones he's probably scored of those 150 whatever. Um, certainly, yeah, and certainly not the the hardest worked for him. But um, yeah, as you said yeah, earlier, um, at, at times, yeah, um, our, our kind of highlighting and confrontation some of the pressure we were able to put on them, uh, was was yielding uh some positive things, and you saw, yeah, Bolter and Oyan kind of pinching, um. It was a Gabauer, I forgot who it was, the right back, maybe, who was you know that, that was getting kind of cycled out there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah it, it uh, he ultimately makes kind of a weak pass, like kind of a bad decision and not particularly convincing that goes right to Oweon. Yeah, dishes it to, to Bolter. The, the, the thing I liked is the second that ball leaves the foot of Oweon going to Bolter, Drexler's already running, like, like Drexler read that and yep, anticipated yep. that so well. The second that ball gets played, he's making a run off of it to be available to Bolter, he's not waiting until Bolter has the ball to start making that run. He he's direct sprints in behind, uh, both recognizes it very quickly plays it in. And then, you know, this is what we talk about. Like we, we, uh, forcing defenders into decisions. Um, yep. and at that moment, he's like, I can, I can mark Tarada and let the guy go one on one with the keeper. I can try to, you know, I can try to come over and help. And, um, ultimately he, he, you know, decides to try to help his keeper out and, uh, you know, leads to a, basically a quick side foot and then, uh, you know, wide open net. So yeah, well worked. Um, and, uh, okay, you just wish we could do that from possession a little bit more. Um, Some nice, some nice sequences like that. But I think it's interesting because that moment, um, and I mean, not the best example, but of a good example of it is, you know, the one thing that we've, we've seen a lot of people talking about this season is there are times when you can see that like the players have this in them, Um, they can connect. They can, when they kind of go off script, particularly in transition, they can play a couple nicely weighted balls in a row making runs off of each other. And suddenly it's like very flowing. And like, it's one of those moments where it's like the first pass comes in and there's that like anticipation. And the second pass is a good pass and the crowd gets hyped. And then the third pass is like exactly what it It needs to be. And 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 then suddenly we're in the final third and like, so often in, in in the past, like we just can't connect those couple passes, or like there's one of them that's errant and kind of off, and it kind of ruins the whole momentum of the move. And there was a number of times in the second half in this game where there were some nice like back heels and stuff happening on the sidelines, people making runs off each other. And this goal was another good example of that. And uh, like I said, we, I just wish we could uh, maybe have a little bit more of that in possession as opposed to kind of on these broken transitional plays. But it's nice to see that uh, the guys have the ability to synchronize in that way. Um, and play with each other and get creative like that. And and, uh, hopefully we can find a way to exploit them more regularly.
1: And I think what I like about the most of it was that it was quick reaction, quick pass. You know, it wasn't like sitting around and thinking about it. A big thing we we harped on with, with Hoppy in particular was like he was taking too long. We saw the play and he just took too long to make the decision. Boulter, no just no, no hesitation. He just quickly slid it over to Drexler and Drexler slid it over to Tarota. Uh So, you know, quick action, quick play. You know, it came so natural. It seemed like, like you said, we've seen this every glimpses here and there. And if they can just string it together, gain more confidence. Um, I think if they continue this trend, they can get to where we would like them to see. I mean, Gramosius still has to do some things tactically to make it uh, available for them. Maybe they need more freedom when they go offensive end. I don't know, but maybe that's the thing. Maybe they're too structured going up. You know, I don't know. There's something there, but hopefully they figure it out and get more of that free, free-flowing style that we see every now and then like they did on this goal and um, create more opportunities. All we want is to see them create chances, and then we know Toronto's going to put away a bulter. It's just getting those opportunities. I mean, up to that point, Toroto's been quiet because no one's been feeding him the ball. You know, all he needs is a chance, as we see, and, and he'll put it away. So up 3 0. Game's done. At this point, we're seeing can he get the record? Um couple chances here and there. There was a chance late in the game where I thought it was Toroto, wide open from the net and, and misses wide right, and I realized it's Paringer. Uh, but you know, he could have made a four nothing there, just missing, yeah. but I think it was wasn't that another word
0: was of Malik Chow's like marauding moments into the final third where he was kind of taking people on. Yes. Yeah, um, so, so I love this
1: in the game uh, throughout the game, both Tiao and Itakura in particular, both of them would take their marauding runs and in particular Tiao, Tiao was in love in doing that. Uh, and a couple of plays where he ran up, came back all of a sudden cut back and he was one of the first guys on the press. You're like, where did he come from? Like, so you love seeing that from Tiao and Itakura. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought Tiao did particularly well in terms of picking his moments when to make those rushes and then making those passes. I thought him and then worked very well. He worked very well with Flick as well. And the team responded when he pushed up. Flick or someone else to drop back to cover him, which is important because you don't want to get caught on the counter should you lose the ball.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and if, if we could see more of that on the dribble too, I think that's a good thing. We talked already this season about um, some of the uh, – <clears throat> The, the aerial balls that have been played from the back line, being able to bypass a line or two of defense when things are a little bit, you know, bogged down. Uh, you know, and occasionally having somebody like like a child who can who can, you know, break one line and kind of open things up for the midfield and once again start forcing defenders into decisions, create some um some some advantages, some overloads and stuff. It's it's definitely useful. And we haven't had I mean Oson Kabak did that occasionally. Yeah. He, he was decent at that. Um but in general, I mean I think, you know, once again like Matip is kind of the last guy that we look at. As somebody who did that consistently, like you know, with his with the ball at his feet, being able to kind of maraud from the from the back there. So it's nice to see a little bit of that happening um, with Itakura, even though there's been a couple of times we felt like he's maybe chosen the wrong moment to do it. But Itakura and Chiao certainly both look like they can uh, can contribute in that way.
1: Since we're talking about Itakura, uh, Ryan mentioned Itakura was insane. I think for me, if it wasn't for Aiden or Tarota getting his record tying goal, Itakura is a man of the match for me. He was, in my opinion, phenomenal. As I mentioned earlier, anytime he made – I mean, he made several crunching tackles, game-saving tackle or, or play-breaking tackles, and the crowd would go nuts when he did it. I mean, he just did it constantly back and forth. Um, he was insane, as Ryan says. I thought his play was – this is the best game he's played for us. I can see why, you know, City – obviously, he played in his part of City. Um, but I thought this game, making tackles – uh, intercepting passing balls, making runs up. I thought he had a very good game outside of scoring goal. What were your thoughts on Itakura's performance in this one?
0: Yeah, good once again. Um, yeah, and as you said, not not just good in possession as you would expect potentially for somebody from like a Man City, <laughs> you know, kind of situation. Um, but yeah, going to ground, very good. I think I think several weeks ago we, we mentioned, I forget what game it was there. I know there was one play in particular uh, where he was tracking somebody down like the right hand side of the pitch, and he made like what was a totally clean and fluid, but simultaneously like crunching tackle. And it was like perfectly timed, beautiful. Just took the guy out and the fans loved. And that's what I love about the fans being back in the stadium. The supporters being in the Velton's arena after this long kind of COVID break and everything is when they actually like put their body on line and make those kind of like big time effort plays and go to ground. Those can turn into big momentum moments. And the more feedback that they get from the crowd, probably the more willing they are to kind of put that effort in and, and kind of builds on itself, becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy to some extent. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I always love when the fans get involved in that way. And it, it, you know, it's something good that you're seeing from uh, Ida Curl so far, which once again, back to the fact that if Sine comes back at some point this season, because like Kaminsky hasn't been like somebody are like, he needs to be benched. Like, God, we need Sine to come back. He's been no, so bad. No. That hasn't been in the case. I mean, like, no. so even if like maybe he's the guy that gets dropped out of those three, which seems like could be the case. I mean, like, yeah. you're really happy having that guy, you know, as a rotation guy at a minimum. So, yeah, I think now that our back line has settled down a little bit in, in recent matches, we'll see if we can keep this going. But, like, after some early season jitters, it settled down a little bit, and it, you're starting to feel pretty confident about what we have here in the second division.
1: What mm-hmm. I like about the back three that maybe Salif, Salif Sané doesn't bring, passing ability. You know, Tiao can pass, Itakura can pass, and Kaminsky's obviously already got a couple assists this season. Um, so he can pass the, the long distance passes. So that's something they all bring. Uh, they all play similar in that way, but yeah, it's, it's, it's hard choice right now. And Salisane obviously brings so much and he's very talented himself. So yeah, it's a good problem to have, I guess, if you're Schalke. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, you, you mentioned the crowd, you know, the crowd was, you know, getting into it every time Ito Kuro made a tackle obviously if you didn't think they were in the game when before Iden scored when Iden scored they were fully in the game and that you know that propelled the team to keep going on they scored another goal with with Tarota and almost with Perringer. so um yeah i think the, the attendance was only like 25 26000 27000 but it sounded like it was full uh, so imagine when they get back to full capacity you know that the, they're really going to be chomping at the bit so uh good game overall we went 3 nothing uh shots were fairly even you know cuz we didn't create opportunities that we said like like i said um, for me still lacking in the, uh, in the final third and i still see Ingolstadt really provided no threat to us but the couple times the glimpses we saw couple, the one time that they broke us was direct play whether down the wing side was cominsky side or down the middle they tried to beat us on the on the off sides um that seems to be our weakness still is those direct play in between the defenders and i'm you know i get worried as we get maybe saint paul a little bit later um maybe not so much hanover but uh, teams that have really good strikers who are very intelligent, we've seen this with, with Regensburg and also with um, what's-his-face uh, from um, Karlsruhe. These guys can find that, 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 that seam, and then if you get the ball over the top, they're going to have a clear chance on goal.
0: Yeah, for me, it's it's been this weird combination of, like, I think generally if they're trying to attack centrally in possession, it's not particularly effective and we do a good job. But occasionally it's when somebody makes that, like, really darting direct run and splits the center backs and able to play, like, a ball over the top or something that we seem to have trouble tracking that and dealing with it. But beyond that, I do I do feel like uh, we've been a little bit weak from from the wing. And we've allowed a little bit, a few too many dangerous balls coming in from wide areas. Uh, Those balls have been able to reach the back post and like those back post runners a little bit too consistently. Um, And that's been worrying that we haven't been able to disrupt that at some point in its flight, like before it gets there. So those have been kind of like nerve wracking and worrying at times. But um, yeah, and like I said, overall, we've we've settled down a little bit. And, um, you know, if we can keep that going, I think we'll be in decent shape as long as we stay healthy because you know Toronto is going to keep doing those things we have what appears to be you know several other players now outside of Oweyan you know contributing and and doing you know something creative at some point in the match even if the overall chance creation right. from the system in possession isn't what we would like it to be ideally so uh yeah it'd be interesting to keep a tab on it and see if we can build on this coming out of the international break
1: I think my one uh you know uh, we got a, chat, a comment in the chat it says uh, every game I wonder more and more how we were able to get Itakura. I mean, yeah, you can start seeing why you know he's he's linked with City or, or part of a City, you know. Uh, but still, the 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 one one of the main things we see with with Itakura and all the defenders is that they they lose their train of thought every now and then. Maybe not so much English stuff, but we've seen it in other games lose their train of thought and the team the, the strikers are able to get behind them or they they miss they don't miss a, read a guy and leave a guy wide open where they shouldn't. Um, so yeah we'll see we're, we're not there yet but we're getting there uh, another victory Monday gotta love it um, it's international breaks so we're gonna be on hiatus with Schalke as well uh, we come back with Hanover 96 so that should be an interesting game They're close to us in the table um, we are sitting currently in fourth place as I mentioned we are three points behind St. Pauli, led by uh, Mr. Berksteller who's scoring goals this year look at that uh, but there are 19 points on first place we're in fourth on, on 16
0: what's Hanover 13
1: Hanover is thirteen with eleven. So they didn't they lost this weekend, yeah. I think. So and then we
0: got Dresden and, and Heidenheim as well, right? Coming up. And so uh Heidenheim's gonna be an
1: interesting game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Interesting stretch of games because what's what Dresden's sitting at like like eleventh, but they're like three points off of where we are, I think, if that's correct. And and Heidenheim is, is yeah. a little bit higher up the table as well. So There's six, yeah. Um yeah, uh I, I think it's a it's a stretch of games that could kind of go either way. Um, looking at you know, kind of the recent performance and everything, if we can build on this and find a way to get a couple good results out of those three, I think we'll be pretty happy with with how things are looking yeah. at the moment. But I, but yeah, I do worry about um, some of those mid table encounters and everything, they're definitely not uh, a cakewalk in the second division. It's
1: funny, the two teams that we struggled the most with this season, uh, outside of, uh, outside of Hamburg, it's Regensburg and Karlsruhe. They're both you know, two and three in the table or something like that, so it's for obvious reason they're good teams, we need to play better against them. Um, but, you know, we talked about this three-game stretch, which ends with Hanover, that if we got seven points, we would be happy. We're at six points right now, so we need to at least get a – I think we can get a win, but at least get a draw in that match to really be happy. But we're, we're in the right direction.
0: Yeah, I mean, it makes you, this result, like I said earlier, is just exactly what we needed. Um, yeah. Too often, so, we've talked about how we just don't get put in the performances against the lower end of tables that you think we down, should, yeah. given what our aspirations are, given how we think we are. You know, we, we play to the level of our competition, and so it was very refreshing to go into a game, bottom of the table opponent, angle shot, and leave with a clean sheet, several goals uh in the back of the net um that's taking care of business and that's what you need to do in this division if you want to have the chance of uh, getting promoted those are the performances you have to put against those those kind of teams you can't you can't mess around um you can't drop too many of these opportunities so well done
1: yeah we've been uh enjoying doing these uh, watch-alongs and live streams during the games um the next game which is after the international break is going to be on a friday again so we'll do our best but you know no no promises there but uh, it is a Friday game, midday game for us in the States. Uh, it's an evening time, dinner time game over there in Germany. So uh, we'll see how we can do with that game. But, yeah, uh, that's the next game. is on a Friday, the 15th, against Hanover 96. So uh, anything else you want to touch on, Jack, before we uh, wrap this bad boy up?
0: No, that's it for me.
1: Yeah, we win. That's a good
0: mood hanging to the break. It's always good nice as, a, as opposed to when yes. you're like, you know, on a bad run of form and you're like, oh, man, like, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm good with that. It sounds good to me. Uh, if you haven't done so yet, make sure you sign up for the Shaka U.S. newsletter. You can do that by going to our website. Uh, I don't know what the website is. ShakaAmerica.com. And you can sign up for the Shaka U.S. newsletter that way. Get our gear, get Shaka's gear. I need. To, I still need to get that red the red jersey, the throwback from 1904 um, from the early days. So I'll work on that. You know, and I've got to work on Shaka TV as well, but that's another story. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) keep tuning in each week as we bring you the latest from the royal blues if there are any topics you'd like us to discuss please let us know at Shalk america Uh, jack anything you want to plug or where can our followers find you on social media
0: no, yeah, we got we got to do our weekly uh, Shaco TV shout out, man. As you said, I mean, yeah, the what was it, the English and Spanish accounts retweeting me this weekend, so I yeah. know that they know that we exist. They got to hook us up with that Shaco TV. We will pay you for it. We just want to, you know, just want Beful the access. access. Yeah, uh, but yeah, for for more banger tweets like that one out of the blue every six months, uh, <laughs> you know, outside of like the black void that is my Twitter feed normally, I never never really post anything. Uh, at J M Mangan, J M M A N G A N on the Twitter machine
1: thank you for all those who uh, follow us tonight on our show live on facebook youtube twitch and also twitter as well so uh thank you again for all your support uh you can follow us all over uh any of the social medias our podcast can be found everywhere that that you can listen to podcasts so uh definitely thank you again for all the support uh we will catch you after the international break enjoy it (laughs) glug